You're listening to the Entree Spirit Podcast, where everything we talk about is related to entrepreneurship. Yes, entrepreneurship can be a crazy ride, but the good news is we're in this together. I'm Sarah Law, and here's your host and my husband, Matt Law. Well, thank you, Mrs. Law, and welcome to the podcast, everyone. This is our second episode, and we're going to talk about what is the Entree Spirit so over the, last, over the last 20 years, we've trained hundreds of entrepreneurs in our training businesses and uh, training loan officers in our mortgage company. And over that time, we figured out kind of what we believe is the secret sauce of success for entrepreneurs. So in today's episode, we're going to outline the five character traits of what we've seen in these entrepreneurs, and it's called the Entree Spirit. Stick around. we got a great show for you. You could have a job, or you can have a career, or you can have a calling, and the best thing is to have a calling. Joy is the feeling that we have from doing what we are fashioned to do. There is no such thing as failure. Learn from every mistake. I'd write down my priorities in life, and I'd get committed to certain priorities. It's kind of ironic that I'm a dropout because I, I read <laughs> More. I like to learn as, as much as anyone yeah. I know. People say you, you have to have a lot of passion for what you're doing. If you don't love it, if you're not having fun doing it, you don't really love it, uh, you're going to give up. So that is some great advice from some awesome entrepreneurs and leaders. If you don't love it, you're going to give up. Mm -hmm. And that's uh, what we're going to be talking about today, because that is part of the entree spirit. So how are you doing today, honey? Doing pretty good? Yeah, it's been a good day. It's been a good day so far. We've so far got up early. We were working on our business, looking at some new logo designs and had another call today for one of our, our e-commerce companies. And we're working on that. So good stuff coming on with that. So in today's episode, we are going to talk about kind of what we've seen over the years as we've kind of studied entrepreneurship. And so I think what we should start off is is, uh, we need to talk about when we felt like we were totally crazy aliens and were different than everybody else because we loved having a company, we loved our business, and we would get around people and we would talk about you know, entrepreneurship and and they wouldn't even know what we're even talking about. And so I think it's important to note that if, if you're an entrepreneur, you are going to have a something special on the inside, almost a calling or a pulling towards business. And we had that feeling inside, but people th- kind of thought we were crazy. Yeah, they did. We, uh, we didn't really feel like we fit with most people. I mean, we did in other areas of life, but you know, when we would start talking about our dreams and aspirations and business, it was like, oh my goodness, yeah. you know. Yeah, we would hang out with people or was, go have dinner with a young couple. We were a young married couple at this time, you know, just 26 and 21. And we would hang out with people and talk about our business. And they just, they didn't, they didn't even, were, they didn't care. No. Yeah. And so, and and then as we got more into entrepreneurship, and we started training entrepreneurs and, and making a lot of friends with entrepreneurs. We realized that it is a, being an entrepreneur takes a special type of person. It's something on the inside 
of them that that drives them. And so to give you kind of a backstory, uh, we started training entrepreneurs. I was probably 25 when I first started training. Uh, I had opened up a mortgage business and I was training loan officers, um, not only just finance and how to do mortgages and loans, but also teach them how to market themselves, uh, how to sell. And um, that was our first experience. And it's, it's great is because we still have some friends that are in the financial business and have owned companies that are um, that we train. And so right. we're still, some of them are still loan officers and still doing 20, that 20 years ago and still good friends of yeah. ours. And so after the mortgage business closed, uh, I started consulting. Um, and because I, I loved, you know, just business and seeing companies grow. And then I was able to meet probably a good hundred entrepreneurs and have phone conversations with them or meet them in person about, their companies. And some of them went on to become our clients and, and I got to know pretty well and connect with and just see their passion for business as we kind of help them with growth and growing their company. And then in 2010, 2011, we started our training business where we trained other people to become uh, marketing consultants and probably trained some 500 people during that time uh, in hotels and got to know them. And then we had an ongoing coaching program after that. So we, we have been around a lot of entrepreneurs over that time. And yeah. it's, it's kind of crazy as some people could come in and we would be like, Oh, I don't know if they're going to make it or not. They don't, they don't seem to have the drive that it's going to take. Um, or they would, you know, sometimes we would meet people and and they would just, they, they seem to have it. And, and we just thought, Oh, they're going to do good. Sometimes we would be right. And sometimes we'd be wrong. But over the years, I would say over the last 20 years, we kind of talked about what are the characteristics of someone who is going to win. Mm -hmm. Now that doesn't mean they're going to win every battle. They're going to have some setbacks and they may go through a hard time still as they're trying to get off of the ground. But if they have the entree spirit, if you will, these five characteristics, they're going to eventually uh, make it. Right. So the entree spirit is the DNA of what is on the inside of a person that makes them be successful. Okay. It's what's on the inside, the DNA of self-starters and people who get things done. That's right. what, what we kind of call it's it. that get it done personality, the whatever drives them to just keep going and go for it and yeah. put themselves out there. And, yeah. and what's crazy, it's not based upon their like personality traits, like someone who's no. outgoing and maybe really sanguine versus someone who's choleric or melancholy or it, it it's not their personality traits. It's are they driven enough to do those those things and follow through? Right. So let's go through some of the five things, and these are just things that we have seen in people and things that we believe uh, that someone needs to have on the inside in order to be, you know, successful as an entrepreneur. So the first one is probably going to surprise some of you because it's having a purpose. So number one is mission, and it means to really have a purpose or a cause. And so I'll read you the statement for mission. So the entree spirit serves a mission, working for a purpose far greater than financial gain, power, or success. Its motivation comes from a strong conviction that they were born to make a difference in the world. And so if you're here today and you're like, well, I, I just want to make a lot of money. Okay, great. Most of us start a business because right. we want to make money. That's um, part of it. It is. 
And I think you may be working for somebody and thinking, Hey, I'm going to start my own business. Or you may be coming out of college and saying, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to do this business because of finances and finances is not a, a wrong thing by any, uh, thing. It's really important. It's needed. You have to, you have to be, you know, positive on the balance sheet and on your profit and loss. So, so we get that. But what we're saying is you have to be passionate about the purpose of your organization. Otherwise, uh, it's just becomes all about money. And eventually after you've made money, that becomes too shallow of a thing. And, and I, I think I remember back when we went to uh, Hershey, Pennsylvania, um, we were probably, you know, just a couple of years married and um, mm-hmm. we went to, you know, the Milton Hershey school for boys, which actually has girls now. And we did a tour. You remember right. that? I do. It was really impactful because here we have, you know, Milton Hershey, you know, he and his wife couldn't have children. Right. And uh, he had built this ex- a successful, you know, chocolate company. Multi-billion dollar. We, we all dollar. know Hershey. Yeah. Um, and he used the profits to fund their mission. Right. And that um, school, which that school had and it's still there today. Thousands and thousands of kids graduate making a difference in mm-hmm. orphans mm-hmm. in the lives of orphans. Um, so his, he was doing chocolate, you know, and very successful chocolate yeah. maker, chocolatier, but then used his business or as a purpose to fund his school. Right. And, it, and it still does today. Uh, the Milton Hershey school uh, still has controlling interest in the Hershey corporation. So they control the shares. It's, it's a right. powerful, powerful thing that that they have done. It is. And I think that what we can take away from that is that, you know, you only have one life to live. And if it's all about money, no doubt, you you know, you're not, that's not enough, you know? I mean, it's important, but to really have that, you know, satisfaction in life to enjoy what you're doing you know, you got to be on mission. Yeah. You got to have a, a purpose, a purpose for that. And I think sometimes it, it kind of takes a while to, to find out, Hey, when you're, I, I call it like your mojo where you're in it. So right. we, we started off, you know, I was doing finance and I, I started doing finance cause I needed to find a way to make some make money, money to right. marry you, you know, so that your dad would, would say, yes, I could, could marry you. And then I, I think after we got into that, I was excited about seeing companies grow and we got into doing marketing and different, different things like that. Even you, you know, you were, you're looking for, you know, recently a couple of years ago, you know, when you started teaching, um, in school, you were kind of looking to say, Hey, is this, is this, is this going to fulfill me? And I think, you know, when you're looking for that, um, that, that mission, it takes time. And so, you know, here we are in, in our forties, you know, you're just turned 40 and I'm in my mid forties, 45, we're looking for, you know, say, God, say, what are, what are we going to do with our lives? And I think as we've been around entrepreneurs and encouraged entrepreneurs, we found that, Hey, this is, this is a big part of, it is a big part. of our heart is to encourage entrepreneurs and, um, to, to be around people like that and just to kind of speak life to them. So I just want to encourage you if you're listening, you're like, Hey, I, I don't know what my mission is. It's okay if you don't know yet, but I just would encourage you to be thinking about like, what, what, what is, what do I want to do with my life? Do I want to make a difference with it somewhere? And I know this seems kind of fluffy, but here's what I'll tell you is like, I would, I would, as we would be around guys that are own companies, if they were so passionate about their company's cause or their purpose or what they were doing, 
you know, whether it's a nonprofit or whatever, if they were passionate about their organization's purpose and they had a mission to change the world, you know, through their product or through their service, I'm going to tell you, they were so much more committed and so so much um, more successful. Yeah. And much, much, much more likely uh, to give up. So if your your goal is only to make money, eventually that doesn't become enough. And so that's just uh, food for thought um, on that. So the second thing we want to talk about is having an overcoming personality or overcoming spirit on the inside. And so let me read you the statement. It goes like this. The entree spirit overcomes. It considers setbacks and failures as part of the journey. It's relentless work ethic and commitment to win allow it to move forward despite adversity. And so, uh, hey, folks, guess what? Um, hard times come to everybody. Right. Um, me and Sarah have definitely walked through some yeah. some storms almost as a direct result of entrepreneurship or because of our decisions in that we've made as entrepreneurs. Right. And some things that we've walked through, some things that were out of our control too. Um, hard times come to yeah. anybody, you know, no matter how much you prepare, you know, things, yeah. things happen. I, I don't think a single mortgage lender in our, and there's probably 20 of them at the time. I don't think any of them made it without having to sell. Like there right. was a ton of independent when companies we had our and real company. estate companies, right. like central Florida, the account economy's booming. You know, I'm I'm in my late twenties, early, just turned thirty, and our company's folding. And I and I I kind of took it as personal, like, oh my gosh, I should have done more. But some things are outside of your control. Right. A lot of people have been through COVID. Uh, if you own a restaurant or something that's been affected by COVID, you know that that hard times will come. And and so I think what the secret is is to have that attitude in your heart that no matter what happens, I'm gonna get back up. I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep fighting. Going. And, um, and, and never, never, you know, give up. And so I, I, once in a while we'll meet entrepreneurs that talk about how great they are and how much, how easy it is. And mm. it's like, yeah, it's like they are either, they, they're either young and they just started or they're lying yeah. You know, because as time goes on, like, you know, there a lot of times people don't want to reveal what's, you know, really going on. And so they, they hide it. Um, I think that we've been there before, yeah. but at this, at this point, we're just very honest. Right. Because that's a, <laughs> when you don't want to tell people, like if you meet an entrepreneur, like, ah, oh, it's amazing. Look, and, and yeah, there's a lot of great perks to it. So, so don't get me wrong, but there's, it's hard because if it was easy, everybody would do it. But here's the thing. That's the pride of people when they want to talk about how, how, you know, great they are and how good they are. But it's crazy as I even watch, you know, older entrepreneurs, I'm saying guys that, that have finished well in their sixties or seventies, and they are still in leading businesses. Um, there's a humility in them and you're like, they could be billionaires, but there's a humility in them that says, it's not easy. Um, it's just, right. it's going to be hard and you're going to have to overcome and you're going to have to do all these things and to make it through it. I was, I was watching Howard Schultz, um, CEO of Starbucks, uh, talk about, um, you know, how they launched China and they were trying to get all these Starbucks and it just, they're getting their butts kicked, losing money. Nothing was working. And, you know, he's talking to that, that was that humility. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't have it all figured out. I'm, we, we lose sometimes too. 
And I think that's, that's the humility that, that kind of people need to, when they're, when they're facing things, you know? Right. I think when you can decide, make up your mind and decide that, um, come hell or high water, you're going to keep on going. Um, there's such growth that happens in that process. It really, really is good for the soul. Yeah. You know, adversity is, is good for the soul. It, um, it develops you as a person. And, um, the truth is, is that anybody that did anything great, you know, in history had to walk through adversity first, I mean, sometimes several times. Yeah. Um, and so this is something that's dear to our hearts, you know, because we, um, we have had to overcome a lot, yeah. but we've also come across a lot of people that, you know, hard times just destroyed them. Like they just didn't, they were like, that's it. I'm not going to try again. And a lot of times people quit right, right before breakthrough, Right, you know, that's a great, so, um, you just don't know when breakthrough is going to happen. So you just got to keep trying, you know, um, and, and just embrace the process of, of learning and, and not take yourself so seriously. Yeah. You know, so when you're kind of bootstrapping a company and starting, you know, off with with nothing, which we've done a couple of times, like one when we were young and one coming out of uh, bankruptcy, we just started with nothing. And it's hard, you know, because you don't have resources, you don't have the things that you think that you need. And it takes that that spirit to fight. And it's so true. So many people we have met that have the skill set to do an amazing job as an entrepreneur or whatever the business was, but they did not have the character to say, I am no matter what, I'm not giving up that commitment to overcome is, is huge. So the first thing we talked about was mission, having a purpose or a cause that's bigger than just money. So it's something that's deeply passionate to you. Second thing we talked about was overcoming and overcoming every obstacle and that determination to give up. And the third thing that we think entrepreneurs really need to have on the inside is a crystal uh, clear vision. And so let me read you the statement. It will make a little bit more sense. The entree spirit has vision. It consistently thinks and daydreams about the future. It takes what seems invisible to others and turns it into reality. So vision is more than just, I have a vision for what our company is going to be. No, we believe that that people that have clarity on their vision and they take time to continually think about it and brainstorm about their vision, it becomes crystal clear to them and they they know exactly what the next steps are, are going to be uh, because they've spent so much time thinking about it and, right. and dreaming about it. Um, and now, and they have enough margin in their lives to spend time working on their vision. So it's not just a one-time thing. It's something that we believe that people have to keep in front of them all the time and kind of continue to stir the pot. Right. The first time we really saw the, um, the power of this was when we started our second company and you wanted to start training, um, people and, uh, you wanted to start training you know, consultants to do what you were doing. Uh, you had had a few people come to you that wanted help and they were having success. And so you wanted to bring it to others. And I was like, well, 
that could work, but you need to plan everything out. Yeah. How are you going to do this? And, um, and you did, I mean, every detail you had planned out exactly how right. we were going to do this and it, and it really worked, but the problem. Well, let me, let me go back and say that. Cause you, I, you, I want you to talk about the problem moving forward, but yeah. when you made me do that, so I spent like three weeks and I, I, wrote out everything, the yeah. sales letter, exactly what I can do, the automation, the cost. I mean, I spent everything. early two weeks, two and a half weeks. Planning, Daydreaming planning, about what it was going to look right. like. And then what ended up happening is that next year we did $600,000 in revenues as a, a couple of years out of bankruptcy working from home. Um, right. That was it. No office, no overhead, no staff. It was, it was unbelievable it because was. of the clarity. Now talk about the problem, kind of that moving forward. So happens. the, so Here's the, here's the problem that, that we had and what we've seen others have is that, you know, so he, he had incredible clarity at the front end, but we grew, we grew and we started seeing success and we got busy, really busy and did not prioritize the importance of continually coming back to our vision and adjusting our vision Um, and so our vision got stale, Mm -hmm. it got stagnant and we were just (laughs) moving forward, you know, chugging forward and, um, with no clarity, the original vision kind of went to the wayside. And, um, before we knew it, we were just working on the business and not really, you know, clarifying that vision as we got got, you know, Mm -hmm. more involved. It's kind of like, um, climbing up uh, a tall, tall ladder. Like it goes to the crowd clouds and you you get up to the top and you realize it's leaning against the wrong building and you've done so much work, but you're working on stuff that doesn't matter. It's not important because there's no clarity. And so what I would tell you is the people that we've seen, um, that be tremendously successful, they were crystal clear every day, on their tasks and they were crystal clear on what mattered the most. And I'm not talking about planning and systems like that. They were crystal clear because they spent so much time kind of brainstorming and and daydreaming. Um, So even it's crazy. So Sarah and I are starting a new business. Um, So Mm -hmm. we're currently, we lead a nonprofit. Um, We are consultants um, for, you know, helping companies grow here and there. Um, we write, publish a book and, and are creating this podcast. And so we've got a, a busy schedule, but we're working on a new business and, and we've literally spent, I bet, how long do you think we've spent just oh, talking? A lot of hours. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how many, but it's been probably, it's, it's been a lot of time of yeah. just, you know, what about this and what about that? And, and now we're, we're really in the, the phase of writing it down. Yeah writing it down and, and really digging in. And, um, and that's what I, I think is important, you know, write it down, put it in front of you. We've researched, we've got bookmarks on our, you know, our browsers, we have talked, we've looked. And and so that's, that's daydreaming, just brainstorming. And, and this is a phase where it's like, yes, that's really good. And that's, that's when it's easier Um, but as we grow, we have to learn and from the past and we are committed to Mm -hmm. continually revisiting 
the our vision. vision. Yeah. And I think it's key is how do you, how do you have time for your vision? Some of you guys are so busy. You're listening to this and you're like, I don't have time to sit and think about stuff. This is, this is fluffy. Here's what I'll tell you. If, if you don't have time to sit and think, if you don't have enough margin to figure out what matters most, eventually you're going to be working on things that don't matter because right. you have no time to plan. And so getting away, you know, spending an hour in the morning or, you know, a couple hours a week planning and, and thinking through stuff, um, you got to have time, you know, you got to have a lot of time. So mission, overcoming, vision, and number three is education. It's all about personal growth. And the statement goes like this, the entree spirit continually educates itself. Its ferocious appetite for useful information causes it to continue learning throughout its lifetime. So E for education. Here's what is crazy is we're not really talking about like, where'd you get your MBA or your doctorate or, or your bachelor's? We, we're not saying we don't value education because we do. We do. But what we're saying is if you stop once you graduate from whatever trade school, college, whatever you went through, if that's the last time you read a book or really pursued your personal education, you are definitely going to get passed up. So this is about daily personal growth. And we, we met people that had lots of degrees, but they, they kind of were resting on that in, mm-hmm. in our past. Right. Yeah. You see this everywhere, you know, oh, I have a MBA from, you know, this school or that school. And, um, but if they're not continually applying themselves to be a student of entrepreneurship, to be a student of leadership, to mm-hmm. be a student of, um, of just their trade, their trade yeah. and, and, um, market trends and what's changing, you know, then, I mean, they're just, they're going to struggle. Yeah. I, I, or we'd have guys fly in to our training program and, you know, we do these a few times a year and we'd have about 25 guys, you know, come and, um, when I say guys, I mean, women and men and just people, but, um, I was always surprised sometimes they would be really educated and smart, but they would not know much about the industry. Um, even though they maybe had been signed up for a couple of months, but they hadn't read the books. Uh, I remember a guy, we used to ship out books to people that we wanted right, to read. To kind of get them prepared mm-hmm. for, you know, what we were going to be going over. Yeah. I remember one guy said, do I really need to read all these books? And, and like, they paid thousands of dollars to come to this program. And I'm like, I mean, you don't have to, but you would want but to. Why would you not mm-hmm. want to? Yeah. And then I remember a guy who was in construction and um, he said, he, he called me on Sunday night before the training started. He said, hey, Matt, you know, do you have any success with people who aren't good on computers and um, are in the construction field? And you got to understand that we're teaching these people, you know, digital Internet marketing, uh, SEO ads and, you know, just technical stuff. And not that that people had to be amazing at that, but they, they need to probably be good on the computer. And I thought, oh my gosh, I wish this guy wouldn't have signed up. But what I did not realize about him is that how committed to education he was. Right. And so he had read every single book, um, probably super had been studying, uh, computers, uh, change to operating systems so he could get a easier to use system. Um, he had read, all of the content that we had put out about the business, lots of blog posts. I'm, t- I'm probably talking about maybe a hundred thousand words and content that we had written in blogs and content. And as I went through the training, 
he could actually finish the stories and and tell things better than I could. He knew so much because he was so committed to his education. And the guy's still tremendously successful today. And this is why, because it's not about where you're at, you know, where you're starting. It's the direction you're heading, you know, moving forward with, with, with personal growth. And so there's lots of ways to learn. We've been, we've been learning a lot lately through watching a lot of videos on YouTube. Um, I'm listening to podcasts about some new things. We go to conferences from time to time and there's lots of books and blog posts and all kinds of things, you know, to read, you know, what do you do? What are you doing with your education moving forward? And so just to kind of, you know, before we close out the things that we think are important, like mission, like is your purpose? Is it, is it, just money or is there something you're deeply committed to in this world that you're all in on? And if you are, then, and then that is your business, you're going to be much more likely to stick to it. Number two, are you an overcomer? No matter, are you committed to overcoming come hell or high water? No matter what, are you going to make it through? Number three, what's your vision? You know, or do you have a crystal clear vision? Do you have clarity on the next steps? Are you brainstorming? Number four, are you pursuing a personal education and are you, you know, really every day trying to get better um, and having a a relentless pursuit to learn? And lastly is Mm -hmm. another one that's pretty interesting is that we would find people that would give up because they just didn't like what they were doing. Right. And, Mm -hmm. And so the last thing is you really have to find satisfaction in your work. And the statement goes like this. The entree spirit finds great satisfaction in its work, often leading to seasons of imbalance internally driven to achieve. It enjoys its creation and watching it grow. And so this one's about loving what you do, you know, just loving it. So we have a pretty full schedule now, you know, but we're able to, you know, we're, we're setting some boundaries to make it not overwhelming, but it doesn't feel like work. Right. And I think, um, I mean, there's definitely people that are, you know, might hear this and might be like, well, it would be really great if I could have a job that I loved and I, that, you know, I was satisfied in, but that's, you know, that's not possible. And I would, we would challenge you Absolutely. in that, that, well, it's going back to what I mentioned at the beginning. You, you only have one life to live. Right. And so, um, you don't want to spend it hating every moment of whatever you're putting your hands to, you know, that, you know, to truly be satisfied in, in your work is, it's a gift It is, and gift. it's something to try to pursue, Right. you know? Yeah. I, I mean, I a hundred percent agree. So like, we we've been entrepreneurs for 20 years and for most of that, there's been some rough seasons, but I would say for 90% of those 20 years that we've been married, we've been excited every day to go to work. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, uh, especially me, like if I'm working on something and it's a Friday, I'm like, Oh, I don't, I don't want to leave this because yeah. what I know about entrepreneurs is that when you start something and you put your blood, sweat and tears into it, it becomes like a baby to you. And you've seen it grow from, you know, when you registered your .com domain to when the new website, to the new product, to the hire the staff, it becomes like a baby and um, you want it to grow. And it's it's part of, of, of who you are. And so that can lead to some seasons of imbalance. I definitely had some seasons 
Definitely. Of imbalance where <laughs> I was just working too hard. Some people call that a workaholic. Yeah. Yeah, they do. <laughs> but am I, I'm, I'm, let's clarify for them. I, I probably could have been classified for one years ago. Yes. What about now? What would you say? No, you're, you're more balanced no, now. I don't work at night anymore. And I just, mm-hmm. you know, I may read an article on my phone while we're watching TV, but this is, this is the thing, guys, you, you have, there's time, you know, and so we, your family matters. And so it's important to know that if, if you put all of your effort into your company and you're in that unbalanced phase that you are, your life's just out of chaos. Sometimes you can lose what really matters most. You know, Mm, you may be building a business for your family only to find out that you don't have a family because you've worked too much. So I think that some people can start off, you know, we've seen some people start off really, you know, they, go on this entrepreneurial journey because they, they've, they really like what they're doing. But if you don't have the balance with that, right. then, you know, then that's not satisfying either. Right. So you can start off really like, Oh, I want to do this because I love this, you yeah. know? Um, but that love quickly turns into resentment right. because you haven't, well, because a vision and education yeah. and all of those things too. They, those tie into it as well, but finding there's, the balance. There's always going to be more work to do, but I want to just double down on what Sarah said. You can actually love your job. Uh, love what you do today. We're having another great day. Um, yesterday we went to lunch. We had a great time. Like every day we, you can enjoy your business because it's a world that you create. You're, you're the, you're the leader if you're an entrepreneur. And so you are the one that creates your life. You're the creator of it. So if it's too much work, you're the one that has ability to change things or delegate or to stop doing things. So it's it's your responsibility, but you can create a a beautiful, wonderful life where you enjoy your family, enjoy your health. And and that's, what's exciting. When, um, when I got into business, I was 20, I, I was a sales guy at like 23, 24 selling mortgages. But when I opened my own company, um, and became the owner, uh, we were doing mortgages and I enjoyed some aspects of the company. I enjoyed, um, training people. I was happy when people got a new house, uh, that would always encourage me to, but, you know, putting people in debt, doing refinances and different things like that. It's not, you know, especially as the market really changed back in 2006 and became so expensive. I did not enjoy that. And, Mm -hmm. um, when the company closed, Back then, there were a lot of really funky loans that were yeah. that were available for people to get into too, yeah. and that never that yeah. was never enjoyable because because we saw kind of the writing on the wall. We even mm-hmm. made them sign these extra disclosures. We called them the freedom disclosures. Yeah. They were just our disclosures saying, "Hey, you hey, are taking a crazy you realize loan. Realize what kind of loan we you're don't getting. Suggest it. Yeah, pretty crazy that. But when it closed, I was, you know, we were still having people, you know, saying, "Hey, can you help us? Hey," and I was like, "Nah, I just." I just, I just, it wasn't yeah. in my heart. And so I, I encourage you, some of you may be in businesses and doing things that you hate, right? Maybe time to sell the company and find something new that you love, something that you'll, you'll always, you know, enjoy doing every day. So give me a, uh, give you a quick recap. Mission uh, is number one, your purpose or your cause, right? Something that deeply matters. Number two is overcoming. Are you committed to overcoming the hard times? And never give up. Uh, vision is number three, giving yourself clarity on your vision every day by brainstorming and, and, and daydreaming. Number four is education. 
All right. So personal growth, are you pursuing personal growth every day? And lastly, are you doing something that you love to do and it brings you great satisfaction? Yeah, obviously there's probably some other things in it, but for us, when we talked about all of these things and kind of lumped them together, these were the people that we saw in the sweet spot of their entrepreneurial journey. Right. There's an easy way to remember yeah. the five things, Matt. What is that? So it spells out the word moves, mission, overcoming, vision, education, satisfaction, the entree spirit moves. moves. So if you're interested in learning more about what we think about entrepreneurship, it is in our new book called The Entree Spirit. And here's what's great. Uh, as you know, just as a way, because our, our heart and our joy is to encourage entrepreneurs. We have bought a thousand copies of the Entree Spirit book that we are going to give away for free just to our podcast listeners. Um, and so I'll tell you a little bit about the book real quick as we close is that, uh, the book isn't a traditional business book. Would you, would you no. agree? It's written as a fable. And, um, it was, I love business fables. Yeah. So it's like a story. And so yep. it's like a novel and you can follow along with Luke on his entrepreneurial journey. But here's, what's cool is you can actually pick up a copy of that book, uh, for free today. And so I have 700 copies that we have purchased on Kindle. And so if you live in, and this is one of Amazon's policies, if you live in the United States, of America, you can actually uh, get a copy of that free. So you basically fill out a form uh, and check out on our website, and then you will get a link sent to you uh, where you can go and you can claim a copy of that book from Amazon. So we actually had to pay for these. So these are not just ebook downloads. These will be added to your Kindle uh, library. And then if you want a paperback version and you live inside of the United States, we will send you one for free. All you have to do is pay for shipping and handling. That helps us offset it. So it's, I think it's like $6.99. Uh, the book's normally $15. So you're only paying for postage and our envelope that we send it in. So we're trying to be a huge blessing uh, to entrepreneurs. So if you're interested in taking us up on our free book, you can go to entrespirit.com forward slash free. That's entrespirit.com forward slash free. We're really proud of the book. We're just starting to promote it. The Audible version is coming out uh, now. And yeah. uh, I would love to hear your feedback. So if you read the book and check it out, please let us know uh, how you, how you, what you thought. Maybe leave us a review on Amazon as well. Anything else you have to say, honey, as we close out today's episode? No. No, I hope that you guys uh, got something out of that. The moves. Mission, yeah. overcome, vision, education, satisfaction, and can carry that with you and think on that as you go through your day. Yeah, good stuff. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a wonderful day. You've been listening to the Entree Spirit Podcast. Be sure to pick up a copy of our new book, The Entree Spirit, the DNA of self-starters and people who get things done. For behind-the-scenes videos and more free resources, please visit EntreeSpirit.com.